0: Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit.
1: Oh, we're back. And we just had thanksgiving here how oh, was it
0: did it was good how was yours mine
1: was great nice. i got to go up to new york i get to see my kid i get to see my grandkid i get to see my girlfriend's family it was it was a success
0: if anyone's friends with mark on facebook you have to see the cute little pictures of him with his grandson
1: oh yeah i agree so cute he is perfect awesome.
0: he's perfect
1: so i happen to this is how spoiled he's going to be by pepe already did I ever say that on here? I'm French, so I'm not, it's not, you know, I'm not grandpa or I grandfather. Like Pepe. I'm Pepe. You look like a Pepe. Thank you. Does that mean I'm fat and jolly?
0: No, it's just okay. Pepe. You look like that. It's like a fun, it's a fun
1: name. So I was hanging out with him for a couple hours on Friday. Yep. And he's just looking at me, reaching up. He's touching my face and then I'm like loving every second of, of it. Of course. And then he like kind of starts to get fussy. So I'm like. I'm in grandpa mode because I haven't raised a kid in you know almost 20 years. Right, yeah. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> it's the, been a long the time. The instincts
0: didn't kick in, Mark?
1: So I pulled out my phone, and I like threw up uh, Barney on my phone. Nice. And he just sat there and watched and watched, and he's just happy. And he'd Mesmerized. Look up, he'd look up at me into my eyes, and he'd look at the phone. He's like, this is wizardry. yeah. So then I say to my kid, I'm like, oh, my God, we should get him a tablet. And she's like, well, I mean, he's not that old. And I'm like, learning knows no bounds, child. Oh, my. So I went on my phone. I and bought an him 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 a, a Amazon Fire oh my Kids God. tablet.
0: So spoiled.
1: So Aubrey sent me this picture this morning, and I'll show you because it is absolutely adorable. She says, apparently, it's a success.
0: Oh, my God. He, he is, is so cute,
1: sitting there his watching his tablet.
0: He is totally sitting there watching his tablet. Yep,
1: yeah, watching Mickey Mouse. He likes Mickey Mouse.
0: Oh, and can you? Um, oh no, because it's a tablet. Oh, you could probably do. You could do Zoom on it, right? Probably. Or, I you, don't could do, know. or you could FaceTime.
1: No, because it's not Apple.
0: No, I mean like, but does she have we'll an Apple? I will
1: figure it out. He... I, I FaceTime with I her just all the say, time, yeah. and I see him every day. We I always talk Aww, with him and stuff like that. So cute. So his favorites are Mickey Mouse. He loves Barney. Barney's got staying power, apparently. Yeah, I
0: don't, uh, you know, I never, I was never into Barney, and Barney wasn't really big.
1: So what did I do? I, I went over there and pushed, you know, my agenda on him, and I was like, hey, uh, let's watch Garfield.
0: Garfield. Oh, see, Garfield's good. I like Garfield.
1: It, it was a. It's, it was kind of a, like a, a newer fangled Garfield. It's not the one we grew up with. Right. And he's just like, oh, he's like reaching to the screen.
0: I love Garfield.
1: I had so much fun. Good. We played it out great. So we we were watching the maps on our thing because where we live to where we go, we go up to Albany. Mm -hmm. So it's almost, you know, it's like three something hours away. And it's holiday weekend. Oh, no. Holiday week, I should say. So we were going to, the whole time we were planning, I'm like, we're going to leave Wednesday night at midnight. Right. And just go through overnight nobody else will be doing it then we start watching the phone and we're noticing like there's no traffic really and this is like mid-afternoon it's like a little bit you get the little bit by Worcester and you get a little bit by Springfield and stuff like that and but I'm like I look at her I'm like what do you want to do and Kristen's like you know if it stays fine a little bit later like I don't want to go now but let's go so we ended up rolling out of here at like seven o'clock and it was good Yes. Wow. Like, there was barely any traffic.
0: I'm wondering, maybe people left early.
1: Who knows? Well, they've been talking it up all week. So I 90 is like the devil's armpit, basically. So, so if maybe- anybody who travels I 90 knows how horrible it is, especially as you get towards New York and it's two lanes. Right, right. Horrible. Well, that's then- good that
0: your traveling wasn't too crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, she was driving there, I that's was right. driving back. So on the way back, we decided we're leaving Saturday afternoon because we're supposed to get a storm Sunday. Yep. Everybody else decided they were leaving Saturday oh, afternoon. Oh, so
0: you got stuck then?
1: We got stuck on I ninety for like three hours. I had to pee. Oh. <laughs> I was getting angry. It seemed like I needed a stickers bar. Oh. Um. Had people that don't know how to merge. Oh no. Kristen does. I sorry. I said what did I say? Kristen.
0: Yeah. What's that? But
1: I had a little. Little thing in my voice there. Kristen does not like to travel with me because I'm a truck I, driver, so I, I don't put up why? with I don't put up with us at all. So yeah, and it was Did, fun. Was there
0: some road rage possibly?
1: Not on my end. Oh, good. No, because I do rolling roadblocks, roll I'll flip you off. Oh, I'll cut God. You, I don't really care. Oh, we, boy. We, she's like, What's gonna happen if they get out of the car? I'm like, They they get out of the car. I'm not scared really. Oh, I God. don't really care. You
0: gotta be careful. There's crazy people out there, Mark.
1: What's the likelihood, charity, of two crazy people on the road at the same time? That's true. I'm already pretty crazy. Yeah, you road. are. That's true. So we do need to touch a little bit on we're just gonna mention it to say that we know it because it's been sent to us a million times. Yes. The the Idaho College murders. Oh I my God. don't want to just start talking about this. I know.
0: This is so sad, guys.
1: Just because there's so much going on mm-hmm. that I want to do a full, full yeah. case on this, but we won't do it justice if we do it now because, because there's no information. they don't no have all the information yet, yeah. All I'm going to say is it's super sad. Super sad. I feel horrible for all the families. Oh, my God. And I just feel like there's more going on that meets the eye. Something yeah. does not add up.
0: The The sad, saddest part about it is, you know, your your children, you raise and give them, instill in them all the, all the things before they go off to college. And yeah. you're hoping that college is safe for them and... Or something like this to happen. I mean, it's oh, it's heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking.
1: And then we also had the lady who passed away hiking from, she's oh from my Massachusetts who passed away up in New Hampshire, which is also horrible as horrible. well. Horrible. Trying to do a certain amount of uh, peaks before she turned twenty, and yeah. unfortunately, she passed away. And they found her like right around. Yeah, her it was
0: something to do with the weather. Um, yeah. She wasn't dressed for the weather. She didn't realize it was the winds were going to be the way they were, and um. Yeah, the poor thing.
1: I grew up in New Hampshire. I would never like go exploring unprepared in the hills. No,
0: and I stand by this one hundred percent. And bad things can still happen, but never hike alone. Oh yeah, 100%. at least bring a buddy. And you know, like I said, even if she had a buddy, it, this still could have happened, and maybe would have happened to both of them. Hopefully not, but always bring a buddy with you. Don't go hiking alone.
1: Absolutely, because. Technology doesn't seem to work out in the woods usually. Nope. So if something happens to you and you're hurt and injured, if you slip and fell and broke your leg, you're out in the middle of a trail. Right. And you don't have anybody with you. Nope. I mean, that's sad. That's That really is. Really sad. Something else that's really sad is we kind of... This has been going on now for a little while here in Massachusetts.
0: Yes, this case is... Oh, my God.
1: And it's super sad, but it doesn't... It's so confusing because barely, barely any... Barely? Guys, guys I'm inventing having, new words Mark here today. Mark is having
0: a hard time Englishing today again. And I think it's still because we're recording again on a Tuesday. I don't think he's used to the Tuesdays yet.
1: I'm not. I was super busy yesterday, though. Um, there's barely anything been released on this up right. until this right here. And this was just two hours ago from now. You guys know exactly when we recorded this. But yeah. <laughs> um, this is a nice, fresh episode for you, for you ladies and we're gents, today. Fresh. But we heard about, we've been hearing about, some sort of infant remains that were found yes. in Boston. So I actually have a little bit of an update on that. I just want to read through it real quick, if you don't mind.
0: Not at all. I really would like to hear this.
1: Police have provided an update on the human remains they found in a freezer in a South Boston apartment earlier this month. Police confirmed Monday that a post-mortem examination was performed on four infants cherry.
0: Oh, my God.
1: We didn't know that.
0: We did not know that.
1: Two boys... And two girls. Oh, my God.
0: It, did we know? Well, keep reading. I won't ask questions until you're done.
1: Taken from the East Broadway home on November 17th and November 18th. Those results of the autopsies are still pending. So we don't know if it was natural. We don't know. But I mean, why put him in a freezer?
0: Oh, I don't know. We
1: also don't know. Was this recent? Like, so, was this a long time this ago? This
0: reminds me of a case. And I, I don't remember where it was. You'll remember when I tell you it was a woman who um, was giving birth to babies and putting them in shoeboxes in her...
1: I don't know this.
0: Yes, in um, the garage. And um, I think it was because... I don't know the exact story around it, but... they un- And I don't know if the babies were alive when she birthed them. I don't know the whole story, but it was... I just... I don't understand how you can do that.
1: No, not at all. I don't either.
0: How can you do that with your... Whether the baby is alive... When you birth the baby or not, you know, I just don't understand why you would put a baby in a freezer.
1: I don't either, because if it's natural or if something happened, call the authorities.
0: No, does it say? I'll, let me read. Keep reading. First. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Officers were first called to the apartment on Thursday, November 17th and found what appeared to be a human fetus or infant. Oh, my God. When homicide detectives returned the following day, they found to be what appeared to be additional human remains. Later that day, the medical examiner's team was seen carefully removing a container from the building that was only about three feet long. Aww. Investigators spent hours at the home focused on a one-bedroom apartment. Property records obtained by NBC10 Boston indicate there are nine units in the building, which are located on the street corner near Medal of Honor Park. Neighbors continue to say they are stunned by the discovery. That's what neighbors always say.
0: Oh, my God. I always.
1: Remember when that there was, mm-hmm. the guy had all those women, like... Tucked away in his house, and he's like, "Neighbors, he like, oh, I thought he was great. I never knew there was five girls in the in the woods, buried underneath his house. And this is what we always hear. always. It's obviously heartbreaking." Connor Foley said, "I think that's the biggest thing is just that it's you know weird not knowing what happened. Obviously, there was a discovery, but we have no idea what led to anything. If there's still a threat, or you know, I think that's the biggest thing. People just want to figure out what happened. I agree with him. Me too, one hundred percent." Because we don't know what happened. No arrests have been announced, and police still have not said who called 911 initially. Very few details have been shared amid the ongoing investigation by homicide detectives and the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office. Anybody with information is asked to call the police at six one seven three four three four four seven zero. Oh my God. Always remember anonymous tips can be called into the Crime Stoppers TIP line at one-eight hundred-four 494 tips. Also, you can text the word TIP to CRIME. That's 27463. 27463. Let's not forget those because those numbers can be used for anything. So
0: let me get this straight. So four infants were found.
1: Two boys, two girls.
0: In a freezer.
1: Yes, in a box.
0: And the freezer was where?
1: That they're not saying. Okay,
0: so that's confusing. So
1: what I thought I read initially or saw on the news initially was that it was a freezer in a common area.
0: That's what my question, because if they're asking for tips, that more sounds like, okay, who the heck put those babies in there? Because, because now let's go back. I wanted, I looked up that news story. It was from 2014 and it was in Utah. And, um, this Utah woman was accused of killing six babies and, um, she was 39 at the time. And she said that she killed them immediately after they were born and put their bodies in boxes in her garage. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that was back in 2000. I I remembered that because it it stuck with me because I I just couldn't believe that somebody would give birth to a baby and kill the baby. And oh, my gosh. I just. Why would you keep getting pregnant?
1: It doesn't make sense. We know how
0: to stop it. Yep. There are things we can do. She could have gone in. This is
1: something that's more familiar than we really think. I think it is. It it just aggravates me. so sad. I think I need to pick me up. What about you?
0: (gasps) I do, too. Can we do best of the week?
1: Let's do it. You want to go first this time? I do because Walter Cop never lets me down. Oh,
0: my God. Walter is hysterical.
1: He's got a picture of a guy <laughs> stirring a pot. And it says, friend, don't post that. You're going to stir the pot. And it's says me. And it shows the little I know.
0: Stirring. It's so awesome. I love awesome. that one. I love it. So I have something that was sent to a, to me by Melissa Leanyont. So she said, Monopoly gone wrong. Thanksgiving only in Oklahoma. So I'm going to read this little this little <laughs> news blurb that she sent me, if you don't mind. So um, it is from 8 ABC Tulsa, and it says: Man arrested after family Monopoly game turns violent. Are you ready?
1: I am. This sounds like the, every Monopoly game at my family. Oh my house god, that's up. why
0: we don't play Monopoly. <laughs> oh my god, me and my brother. I oh, it was bad. Oh. The Tul- Tulsa Police Department arrested a man Saturday night after they say a family game of Monopoly turned violent. Officers were called to a sh- to a shots fired. Oh my gosh! Call near Admiral and Mingo just before six thirty p.m. The caller identified the suspect as John Armstrong, saying he chased her down and fired a shot at her and her father. Oh, my God. When police arrived, they immediately took Armstrong into custody. Investigators learned the family had been drinking alcohol and playing Monopoly Surprising. when a fight broke out between Armstrong and his stepfather. After knocking over the game board and turning over furniture, they were told to take the fight outside. Whoa, whoa. Somebody must have bought too many... Uh, hotels or something? I don't know.
1: This just brings me flashbacks of every single part of my life.
0: Seriously, Armstrong pulled out a gun after getting cut cut in the head Whoa. and chased his stepfather and stepsister down the street, pointing the gun at them. He told the police he, he fired one shot at the ground. Officers did not find the gun, saying they believe Armstrong hid it in the house before surrendering. Armstrong was arrested and booked into the Tulsa County Jail for assault with a deadly weapon. Guys... Guys,
1: we can't make this stuff up.
0: Guys, now Monopoly can be a very stressful game, as we all know. And yes. it, and it, it, if you have this, sounds like there was a good amount of people playing, and so it's it, t- it takes hours to finish the damn game, like it really hours, does. like five hours. So if they were drinking from start to finish, I mean, right? Maybe he got mad because maybe he had to go to jail during the game, so he got mad, so he went to real jail. <laughs> Right? Just
1: saying. I'm just saying most Monopoly games <laughs> in my house started with a board getting flung across the room. Uh, Is that how they ended? Jay hey, Charity, guess what? What? Let's take a moment to thank one of our sponsors. Okie
2: doke. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
1: And we're back.
2: Hey Mark, guess what?
1: I try to do that, guys. Sometimes I forget and it just cuts in at that point.
0: Sorry. Guys, my chapstick that I have on right now is vanilla latte.
1: Ew. And,
0: and excuse you, and it's on my lips, and my lips smell delicious. Like I w I'm trying to eat the kidding. microphone. I'm not
1: gonna get close enough. Nope. I wanna to eat the, this. I out. wanna
0: eat the microphone right now because they taste so good.
1: All right. Something that brought me a little bit of lols here was Ashley Malley who posted a picture of a cat that looks very similar to Sophie just the wrong coloring and its hair is everywhere so oh says, I well, love that yep that's the last time I bite the Christmas lights love it
0: love and then uh, we all started posting underneath that that picture reminded us of Lampoon's Christmas vacation
1: <laughs> that
0: I love love
1: Oh, my God. I I agree with Walter. He says, wrapping presents is folding laundry's
0: a-hole cousin. Oh, my God. Becky Bade. Almost came out right. Maybe next time. It's a picture. And it says, that's the last time I bake lighthouse cookies. And they're penises. They're perfect penis cookies. I think they came out perfect.
1: They also have the same exact things, but as gummies. I've seen those lighthouse gummies.
0: Um. I one time got penis molds for a friend of mine that was getting married and they were um, ice cube or chocolate molds. So for like two years after, I kept penis ice cubes in my freezer for when guests came over because I thought it was amazing to put them in their drinks. I think that's pretty funny. I thought it was pretty good. Just saying. I mean, oh my God, Michael Wilson. I love this picture. It's the it's a little kid in the little tykes. With, it looks like a tiny Christmas tree on top of it.
1: I love that one. Oh, it's one. so
0: cute so cute
1: did you see the one walter posted about the snow in montana we could have life worse yes wow
0: wow can you who who did how do they do that
1: they have huge snowblowers
0: i guess my gosh i also like
1: the one he posted of the elf on the shelf yeah shredding mr potato head yes that oh. one makes me laugh
0: i love all the naughty elf on the shelf ones. there's been a
1: lot lately yeah They're funny. See, I missed all of that stuff because Aubrey was too old by the time Elf on the Shelf came out, and it was just like, yeah, I don't have that much stuff. I don't care about it that much to do.
0: Yeah. The Elf (sighs) on the Shelf is... It's a lot of work. Oh, Wendy Ford Durison. Um, She is a crocheter, and she posted a picture of her crochet fingerless gloves, and it's beautiful. She does beautiful work. I know.
1: (laughs) Oh... Victoria posted a picture that
0: <laughs> He's laughing. It
1: looks like a bunch of kids on the ground doing a, one of the, because we still did these when I was in school, the bomb threat thing where you have to get underneath the desk and hold your head really? stuff like that. Yeah, oh
0: yeah. I don't remember doing that. And it
1: says, historic photo of children listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Oh, I love that.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that.
1: Oh, I love that. This is oh, the stuff that makes me happy.
0: Stephanie Brunner, Mark, you were um, tagged in this. It is a cookie yes. cutout of a cat's bum bum. Hole. I want to buy those. Yeah, you could you could just eat the back of the cat.
1: Yep, that just sounds great.
0: Um, this one was posted by Charity Case Watch. Who's that? <laughs> You've heard of Elf on the Shelf? Now get ready for.
1: <laughs> oh yes, it's Shaggy yes. in a baggy. <laughs> I do like I, that. I
0: laughed, guys, by myself at that for like a half hour.
1: All right, so Ariel posted, Mark Beaudry, first, I've never stopped tagging you. Second, yeah. how do you say drawings? Backblaze? So she's obviously referring to an ad that we have. I don't remember what it says. I should probably go listen to it. Probably. Because she says, if you haven't heard it, Case Watch Crime Creeps, it's very New England of you, Mark. Yep. So now I have to go back and listen to this. Yep. Chris Lynch has a picture of the best decorations ever, and it's a guy... Hanging off the house, trying yes. to hang the lights up, and Love it's that. fake. Love those ones.
0: Um, Danelle posted this. May your turkey be moist, and may no one use that word to describe it. How true is that statement?
1: I say that word all the Ooh. time just to annoy Kristen because she hates it.
0: Moist and gelatinous. Those are two very yucky words. Gelatinous. I I didn't. Think that would bother people? Jill, it Well, it may not bother people, but it bothers me, and I'm not sure why.
1: Daniel Finch posted a picture of something that I've been struggling with my entire life. Oh, it's a picture of a stunning gentleman just like myself with a hot girl in the pool. Oh, okay. And he says, "Hey, my eyes are up here. <laughs> I've been struggling with this my entire life."
0: I love that. That's the
1: dad bod, right? Yep, <laughs> I love it. Walter Cott posted. A picture of two cats that are out in the field of marijuana. Oh, marijuana. Says, it's a human cat. Oh,
2: George.
0: I love that. I love that.
1: There's um, nothing better than throwing catnip down and then tossing Sophie into it because she gets high and she's like, I've seen her high. She you, you starts kicking her feet Oh, and she stuff. is just, oh, I love it's it.
0: hysterical. I'll
1: let you finish it up. What do you, what are you going to roll out with us um, here? So
0: uh, Christopher with a K. So um, up, it's Christopher. Some, it's some turkeys, and it says something's up. The farmer just unfriended me on Facebook. Uh oh. Uh oh. That means you get eaten.
1: Have you ever seen Chicken Run? No. It was a cartoon from I think probably the early 2000s. It's actually pretty good. Go check it out. Oh. No, also, I think I've said this before. I'm all caught up on Yellowstone. Yes. Absolutely love it. Yep. Beth Dutton is a badass. Yep. Rip makes me question things about my life. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, that's a stunning dude. Yep. And Beth is awesome. And that show is just amazing. Yep. I I can't even wait till the next episode. And of course, my, my main man is in it. So like, come on now. Yeah. I mean,
0: you know, gotta love it.
1: Are you watching it or no?
0: Yellowstone? Yes. Of course I am. Okay.
1: Well, you, you kind of like we're taking an S on my... Thing there, so I was like, Is she not on
0: Yellowstone? Oh, anymore? I'm on Yellowstone. Awesome. I just don't want to talk too much about it if people haven't been caught up.
1: Oh, I'm not going to get into what's going on. I won't get into what's going on. Yeah. I did, though, watch the final episode of Walking Dead. Oh, you just did? Just because I watched that for about I five seasons. I didn't watch it once they killed. Glenn, mm-hmm. I was out.
0: Right. It just got to be a little much. I was like, that oh. Negan
1: kill was over the top. And then they had uh, the guy with the red hair, which I can't remember his name, who reminded me of my dad. Oh, really? My dad acted the same exact way. So I was like, yeah, get too close to home for me. I got to say the ending made zero sense to me because I didn't know anybody on the show anymore. Oh, so I'm like, huh. so wait,
0: you didn't watch it up. to You, you, you no, just know, I just like, hey, let's watch yeah, the final see, episode. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and finish where I left. I don't even know don't where I left off. Waste your time. Yeah, no, I know. I They're know. They're Coming
1: out with a brand new one now, though. They are. Yeah. There's like three spinoffs that they just put on. Really? Uh, Daryl Dixon's got his own. Um, Andrew Lincoln's got his that Ew. he's doing with Michonne really so they set these all up so there's gonna be they're all over the all over the world so okay it should be good
0: interesting Very but interesting. I'm curious
1: because you told me when we recorded our last episodes you got all excited yes you giggled and you went like this with your hands I did you, it, it was like gargamel guys. she's like <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I did she's I like,
1: did that this next episode is gonna be something fun yes and it's gonna be something that you may not understand. But you've definitely heard stuff from this.
0: Exactly. So this was sparked by our Christopher with a K.
1: Christopher with a K is going bonus points Yeah,
0: great idea. Um, So this basically is um, about nursery rhymes, wives' tales, and stories from past traumas. Oh, I kind of like this. Okay, so these are childhood stories and or movies or wives' tales or whatever that – have been passed down that we many of these we all know very well. Okay, and I I'm I in. looked into backstories. So let's just say that
1: I'm all in. I'm yeah. excited.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, most of the memorable stories that we've read to our kids or had read to us have come from horrible traumas in individuals' lives or in history. Right? Some That's of the interesting great to know. Some of the great. Um, some of the greatest stories come from horrific tragedy. Yeah. Some of the greatest movies, some of the greatest. So let's just, we're going to start out slow and move, move from there. I'm excited. What do you think about that?
1: I think I'm pretty excited to hear about it. That's what I think about that. Go ahead.
0: So um, it's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring.
1: Want to hear I the know. rest of it? I do. He
0: bumped his head and went to bed and couldn't get up in the morning. I loved this one. Did you love this one?
1: I never knew that. Left.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. I don't love it anymore. He couldn't get up in the morning because he died. Oh. Yeah. He must have died from bumping his head. Yeah, and this has been passed down from generation. To yeah, that's generation something
1: later. that like I never even heard the the second half of that mm-hmm.
0: before. We actually already talked about the old fashioned story of Hansel and Gretel. Yes. In our one of our cannibal episodes, because yeah. he was really, really. It was Armin Maiwas. Remember, yes. he was really yep. into that story uh, because it is about an evil witch that lives in the woods and enjoys cooking and eating children. Right. And Hansel and Gretel is one of the great, one of the greats. There's that been books, is something been, I grew up on. I think, yeah. Some of these could be made into probably like adult movies that are scary.
1: Do you know what they did that with? And I get laughed at by pretty much everybody. I've mentioned this to. So, but I enjoy it. Right. Riverdale. Really? I think Riverdale is top notch.
0: Oh, yes. The series?
1: Yes. Wicked good. I say that to Kristen and yes. she looks at me and she's like, I didn't realize I was with a teenager. No,
0: it's not for teenagers. That and show is not for teenagers. Her, I'm like,
1: this is dark.
0: Very dark. And it's awesome. Very dark.
1: Yes. And she still won't give it a shot. Good. I have a Riverdale yes. fan club member yes. right here with me. I
0: totally got into that and I was afraid to tell people about it because I was afraid they were going to judge me.
1: It is Awesome. I don't care what people think about me. I enjoy it. I like what I like and it is what it is.
0: Clearly. I mean. And
1: then if I make one rogue statement about a puppy dog, (laughs) I hear about it for
0: weeks. (laughs) That was funny. The
1: funny part is when Charity comes in and I said to her, I'm like, what did I say about dogs? Because we say so much (laughs) stuff and I record so much stuff. Yeah. Because I do more than just this. Yep. So, like, I forget what I say within 30 seconds. So I'm like, huh, what did I say about a dog? (laughs) <laughs> so it's funny that she reminded me and I was like, oh, I was just
0: playing. Yeah. So it wasn't the post. They were just playing.
1: Yeah. They were playing too. So it was funny though.
0: So um, this little piggy, it's all about toes, cute yep. little baby toes, right?
1: I sung that this weekend to my grandson. Okay. This little piggy went to the
0: market. Oh, just wait.
1: Oh boy. You probably
0: already know this. Uh, <sighs> my world was broken when I found this out. This little piggy goes to market doesn't mean he's going to the grocery store. Yeah, he's going to get slaughtered and eaten. Yes, I my enchi- entire childhood thought he was going shopping at market basket.
1: Well, I don't think there was a market basket back then.
0: My childhood mind did not go there. <laughs> I thought he was going to market to the market to go shopping.
1: I think this is just a clever way people nowadays have changed it.
0: What do you mean? I
1: think it meant he went to market to buy something. I don't know.
0: No, he went to market to get sold. I'm an
1: optimist, Charity. I don't want to think that (sighs) we were talking about that, but bacon is delicious.
0: All right. Little Red Riding Hood. Yep. Always a crowd pleaser, right? Yes. Until it's realized that the big bad wolf eats the sick grandmother, then eats Little Red Riding Hood. But don't worry. The axe man shows up to slaughter the wolf, cuts him open, and saves the grandmother and granddaughter.
1: I don't think that's how it would happen in real life.
0: Um, this is what is read to children to help them fall asleep at night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ignorance is bliss. I, I find gl- nothing wrong with this. I am glad I did not know any of this. Any of this. Oh, The Gingerbread Man. Yep. Another amazing childhood mini story. This little delicious treat escaped everyone and ran to safety every time until the dark fox gets hold of him and kills him.
1: <gasps> dun dun
0: dun! But at least he tried. That's the that's the positive in the story. Yes. But to get eaten anyways? Ugh. All right. Let's get let's get a little into children's books and movies. Okay. Um. So we all know children's books and movies are sometimes not always great for children to watch or read. Look at the Lion King, Mark. I can't even watch it as an adult. Every time Mufasa dies, I cry. Not right. even lying, I cry. When the tear from little Simba, Simba's eye falls on his father, Ugh. I could cry right now thinking of it.
1: It breaks my heart. Yeah,
0: Finding Nemo. Yeah, we have a little fish with a busted fin that gets lost and tries to find his way home all by himself. Right.
1: I found Nemo this weekend.
0: That must have been so on scary. On Roku TV,
1: they have they have a screensaver that comes up.
0: Oh, and and I don't Nemo. use
1: Roku anymore. Oh. I use Fire TV. But on the Roku ones, it's got like a, an aquarium that comes on as a screensaver. And I, fought, I found a little Nemo was swimming around in the background. Aww. All right. So I don't know if this is on your list. So I need to just, I, I, I might be i messing up your stuff. Charity's shaking her hand to get her standing. <laughs> you don't
0: have to tell people every time.
1: Mark. Everyone likes that because I do the same thing. I don't even wear mine anymore because it was judging. It was I'm like, surprised you're, you're you need sh- to be active. I'm
0: surprised you're not shaking your hand along with me. Just nah,
1: I, t- I don't even wear mine anymore. <laughs> but Lord of the Flies. We had to read that in, like, fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. Yep. And have, do you know anything about it? It's
0: about a- I mean, I, I watched the movie, yeah, Lord of the Flies. No, wait that, a minute.
1: Lord of, a fly, Lord of the Flies is where a bunch of kids get trapped on an island. And then oh, no, they, I haven't. No, I don't Basically, know. they elect leaders. I'm thinking, I'm
0: thinking of the fly.
1: <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> this is something, like, we grew up and we had to do reports on. We watched, you know, the movie in class. Really? Basically, these kids need to survive. Oh, I don't remember if they're shipwrecked or exactly what happened because it's been so long, but basically they end up turning into two separate groups and then they start attacking each other in the (gasps) war. That's horrible. And then the little fat kid who reminds me of me dies. They kill him and it's horrible. Like Mm. this was
0: meant for kids. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. All dogs go to heaven. Oh, like I cried. I, I couldn't go to see that. Sorry.
1: Oh, All right, the one that gets me the most. And here, guys, now, listen, I know I'm not a dog guy or any of that stuff, but actually, you know what? Let's take a minute to thank one of our sponsors, and I'll tell you about it when we get back. Okay. And we're back. The one that gets me the most, Marley and me. Oh, my God. I never
0: saw it because I didn't want to cry. Nope.
1: No, you need to go home and watch that. Charity, that is now your report card. No,
0: anything with animals, I can't do it. I'll cry.
1: It's got Owen Wilson in it. I know. I know exactly. He hates the dog.
0: But then loves the dog. And then loves it. hmm Oh, heartbreaker. It's heartbreaking.
1: It's a good movie, though.
0: It is. That's what she said. I can't. Yeah. All right.
1: I, did, I, did, I was going to cry because I was thinking about Marley and me.
0: Oh, Guys, let's start with Bambi. A What's book, wrong with that book? A book that's a staple in many young children's lives. Yes. The origi- original. That's good. The original story was written by Felix Salton in 1922 and was meant to teach young readers about the violence that happens in nature and how man contributes to it. Okay. This story was, of course, made into a movie. And I have to say, even as a young girl, I grasped the sadness. I can remember crying about it even after it was over. I was a sensitive kid, but talk about pulling the heartstrings of a viewer, even a little viewer. Mother and child, dear, go for a walk on a day that is finally warm enough after a very snowy winter. So you know, winter was freezing cold, and they had to they had to stay warm. It was finally a nice day, a nice enough day to go take a walk in the woods, just just mummy in the in the, the sun, you know.
1: I think I'm at a loss here because I know who Bambi is, but mm-hmm. I don't remember watching. Oh, it's it. it's. You're gonna break my heart. I'm aren't gonna you? break
0: your heart. The weather takes a turn for the worse, and the snow ensues. The mama deer can sense there's danger nearby and begins to panic, trying to get her child to safety. During the scramble, mother and child get separated in the woods. (gasps) No. Next mark, we see Bambi, the little child all alone walking in the snow crying. Like, I have the chills.
1: She really does, guys.
0: (laughs) This movie we are talking about was made by Walt Disney in 1942. We all know it as Bambi. Yeah. This movie not only brought extreme sadness, it also invoked immense fear as we see little Bambi in the scary woods all by himself searching for his mother, who we find out has been shot and killed by a hunter. No. Yes, you know this story, no? No, I don't. Oh, sad. We are made to feel as though little Bambi might soon be shot and killed as well. Listen to this. Stephen King called Bambi the first horror movie he ever saw. Stephen King said that, <laughs> people. Stephen King.
1: And he's got some bangers.
0: Yeah. He said that. The book Bambi is said to be even more horrific than the movie. For a long time, the translated to English version wasn't as horrifying, but recently the original story Bambi, the story of a life in the forest, has been released in English. If you haven't seen Bambi, guys, don't worry. He ends up making it in the woods by befriending other animals, eventually meeting a fawn. He ends up having to protect his lady friend from the severities of the forest, but prevails in the end. The two are seen together with two baby deer of their own. Bambi is the hero of the movie, and we are left with the visual of him watching over his own perfect little family. I guess you could say it's a movie about overcoming adversity. The underdog can come out on top. That said, (laughs) what does the mindset of a little child take from it? I can tell you personally, because I still remember, I felt sad and scared after watching the movie, afraid of the woods and wondering why anyone would want to kill such a beautiful animal. Now, of course, as an adult, I can understand the movie a little bit better. Right. But as a child, I can remember literally crying when the mummy got shot. I was like,
2: what is he going to do? Is he going to die too?
0: Yeah. It's sad and scary. I don't know. What do you think of it, Mark?
1: I'm gonna watch Bambi when you leave,
0: and you're gonna cry.
1: You you gotta watch Marley. No, I'm and not me watching Marley. And if I gotta me. watch nope. Bambi,
0: nope. You gotta watch Bambi. So here's here's another one. This one I remember. This book, The Giving Tree. Do you remember this book?
1: I don't know. It's the title sounds familiar, but I don't know. But as soon as you start reading, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah.
0: It's by Shel Silverstein, and it's about a tree that gives a boy everything he needs food, money, shelter, shelter, transportation, and even a seat to sit and rest when he is old and tired. Some say this book teaches the boy to rely on one thing for everything, not helping with independence, allowing him to only think of himself. It can also be looked at as someone loving someone else so much that they completely give up their own needs and become completely used. In the book, the boy leaves for quite a while just to return to the unselfish tree, a tree that spent her whole life just waiting for the boy to return. Some can also say the book is about two sets of people, givers and takers. Maybe this book is a good read if you take the time to explain to the child that it's okay to rely on one, it's not okay to rely on one person for everything, and it's also not fair for that said person. Yeah. I don't know. I have read this book before at first thought how nice it was for the tree to take care of the little boy, right? Because you would think about that. But then you quickly start feeling sad um, for the tree because her only existence is taking care of the damn boy. The selfish- if you
1: guys can see the look on Charity's face right now, you can tell she's really perplexed about the tree.
0: Yeah. The selfish boy oh. slash man. Yeah. Man boy. Man boy.
1: I don't remember the last time I used that exact terminology in my life, and I'm going to try not to ever say that one again. What? Man boy?
0: Man boy. That, well, man slash boy. Yeah. He started I, out as a boy, then became a man, then an old man, and he still kept going back to the tree. The tree was like, welcome back. Sit down. You look tired.
1: one point, the tree's probably like, come on. Like, really, dude? I don't know. Get, it's get, the, get your s done it's yourself. It's
0: giving tree. It keeps giving and giving and giving, even until I feel like I you.
1: was a giving tree for a lot of my life.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fortunately. Um,
0: Alice in Wonderland.
1: You're going to tell me something bad about this and I love it.
0: Oh, just wait. This child's book slash movie has many dark things to report. The story was written in 1865 by Lewis Carroll before people were really aware of mental health issues. One of the most popular lines in the story is, quote, we are all mad here. The Mad Hatter can be said to have borderline personality disorder with with the many mood swings observed. Alice herself could be said to have an eating disorder. We see her eating and drinking tons and feeling horrible about it after. We see the White Rabbit having obsessive thoughts and anxiety over tardiness. Many have said that the story of Alice in Wonderland almost promotes drug use. We see the characters ingesting many different potions, eating mushrooms, and even hallucinating. There is even a caterpillar smoking a hookah.
1: That's what I call Friday.
0: (laughs) There's even a caterpillar, Mark, smoking hookah. Yes. Yeah.
1: That was a joke, people. Yeah. By the way.
0: (laughs) In fact, oh, but we can't say it's a joke when you make the sniffing comments about me.
1: Because it's not a joke. Yeah, okay,
0: whatever. (laughs) In fact, in 1967, Jefferson Airplane (gasps) released a song called White Rabbit. The lyrics included... One pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small. And the ones about the mother Viagra? gives you don't do anything at all. <laughs> in the 1960s, Alice became slang for LSD. <laughs> did I you know I
1: did know that. Yeah, it's
0: because Alice oh. in Wonderland. Some believe that Lewis Carroll could have been under the influence of drugs while writing the story.
1: You think? Mm-hmm. Holy crap, I never put that nope. together.
0: I'm not going to lie. I've always been under the impression that Alice in Wonderland was scary and dark. I didn't read it until I was an adult. I just had no interest. But
1: I actually thought you were going to say in that term when you're like, I never did. Oh, that I was under the influence while researching? (laughs) I was
0: doing LSD. That's (laughs) where I thought you were going. I was like, whoa, Charity Case (laughs) Watch,
1: what's going on?
0: All right. So now let's get into some like nursery rhymes. Okay. I love these. Um, Some of our favorite nursery rhymes that have been passed down from generation to generation. The one that sparked this conversation in our Crime Creep group was the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, right? Super cute. Yeah. And a crowd pleaser for young children to chant. Are you aware of its origin? Uh, Because I wasn't until I I was prompted to look into it. In the 19th century England, it was super common to get bread of all sorts, including muffins delivered to your door. Nice and fresh. (laughs) That's what she said. I, I'm, so sorry. I'm so sorry
1: that was i can't believe i missed that
0: <laughs> i was looking at you to push the darn button
1: somebody take the button oh. away from me i, I can't be trusted with so it anyways
0: anymore. those people were called muffin men the muffin man on the surface This little nursery rhyme sings of the Muffin Man delivering fresh English bread every morning for families to enjoy. Was he
1: dream? I can't. I don't think I should say this.
0: No. Was he delivering pies? (laughs) I don't know. No, just breads, Mark.
1: Charity, think about that.
0: No, I'm not going to. Stop it. So it's easy to believe that this and only this is the reason for this cute little rhyme. Although, allegedly, there is a more sinister story of how this rhyme came about. The other narrative is that this adorable little song was meant as a warning to children that a child serial killer was in the area.
1: That's not as fun.
0: The Drury Lane Dicer was said to be one of the first known serial killers in England. His name was Frederick Thomas Linwood. He was born in 1563 and died in 1612. There are tons of stories about Frederick, but there is no actual documentation of his acts. Was it just too long ago or is it just hearsay? It's been said that the Muffin Man would deliver his baked goods during the Victorian times, just like any other baker, except he would tie a string to one of the delicious muffins and slowly pull it from the front steps, playing a sort of little game with the local children. The children were said to enjoy this little game of chasing the muffin. I'd be
1: running after a muffin if it was going by me on the street. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I once found half a candy bar in my couch I that I don't remember when I, when I ate the other
0: half, and I ate it. <laughs> Okay, sorry. The children were said to enjoy the game of chasing the muffin. Did leaving you hear them. that sound,
1: Charity? That was the, the last of the people who liked me leaving this show.
0: <laughs> Anyways, the show. Muffin, Anyways, the muffin was strung along back to the bakery. Once at the crazed man's bakery, he would lure the children inside where he would enjoy torturing and then killing them. Oh. It has also been rumored that along with many children... The Muffin Man also murdered seven other bakers to gain more business. I mean, yeah, you got to take out your uh, competition, I guess. Maybe that's what he was thinking. (laughs) Allegedly, between 1589 and 1598, Linwood murdered as many as 15 children. Many unsupervised children were known to hang out at the Muffin Man's fun-filled bakery. The children themselves were said to come up with the Muffin Man jingle to warn others of his havoc. It has been noted that many say the timing of this Muffin Man murderer was earlier than the Victorian times. Also, no one knows for sure if this murderous story is actually true or just folklore passed down. What I don't do you think, think
1: we'll ever know on a, some of these things because they they almost seem like it's too good to be true.
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I I mean, I could see a little song being made up to warn children.
1: I do too. Yeah.
0: Um. Here's another. But it, one. it could
1: also be one that people are. Making up to it's scare true. their kids yep. to not go out and do things. That's
0: true. It's all it's all part of the interpretation. Yeah. So here's the next one. Um, Lizzie Borden took an ax and gave her mother 40 whacks. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 42. I
1: thought it was 41.
0: I don't know. I think it's 41. Is it? Yeah. Maybe. I could, That could be a typo, guys. It happens. Uh, this is such a freaky one, as I'm sure we have all heard the story of Lizzie Borden. Yes. Um, I actually
1: watched the Ghost Adventures at Lizzie Martin's house.
0: Mr. Martins is an historical society curator, and he believes that this rhyme was believed to be made by someone anonymous to sell newspapers at the time of Lizzie's trial. Lizzie struck 19 times, but those numbers aren't any fun because they don't rhyme.
1: Let's uh, change all the facts of the case because we need to make them rhyme.
0: Yeah. Well, it made it, it made it popular.
1: It did because I would have never known who Lizzie Borden was. Right?
0: I, I don't. I want to. I want to really get into Lizzie Borden at some point. You want to do
1: a deep dive on and Lizzie I wanna, Borden,
0: and I want to like look into that very haunted home. <gasps> want to go visit? I yeah, yeah, I would.
2: Oh really?
0: As yes. Mark will be sitting in the car outside while Charity's inside overnight. Just let me know. I'll be watching from you, the. You'll
1: be hanging out out there, right inside watching TV.
0: Yep. And Mark will be like, I'll be watching. I have the cameras. I'll be watching from my car.
1: I'll be in my new bus. That, that's what I'll be Yes. In. There we go.
0: I love it. Um, London Bridges are falling down.
1: Yes. I know this one.
0: So when I was a little charity London back in the day. London
1: Bridges falling down, falling yep. down, falling down. London oh, Bridges falling down. My, my fair lady. My, la- my fair lady. Yep. There we go.
0: Um, so when I was a little charity...
1: A little charity. It
0: was super common for me and my friends to chant this while making a bridge while holding hands, only for our hands to come crashing down on the friend going under the bridge because the bridge falls down.
1: So that's what girls do?
0: That's what we did back then. So
1: when I was in elementary school,
0: you chased after the girls?
1: We would lock our arms together. Okay. And then we would walk across the playground and say, We won't stop for nobody. And we would just like bulldoze yes. everybody over.
0: Yes, Is, I remember did that. The, happen, that yes. happened down here too? What the hell? I literally went
1: to school two and a half hours away from where Charity went to school. Boys this is so weird. That's the stuff we
0: did. Yeah, we just sang songs and stuff. It was super fun, and we did it almost every day at recess. Some say this chant is actually based on the Viking invasion of Britain. Okay. The defeat of London by Olaf II of Norway in 1014. Some believe that this rhyme is about... London Bridges, saying they built the bridges so that they could bury children that they had sacrificed.
2: Ooh,
1: that might be a step too far.
0: It does need to be noted that there has never been human remains found any, on
1: any bridges in London. Okay,
0: <laughs> These are really getting me thinking, though. Are yeah, they not?
1: These stories came from something.
0: Little Miss Muffet.
1: Little Miss Muppet sat on her Tuppet Tuffet. Eating, eating her it. curds and whey. There we go. I don't know the rest.
0: Again, one of my all-time favorite rhymes, which I thought was completely innocent and adorable.
1: I have now pictures in my head of a blonde little charity yep. singing nursery rhymes.
0: Skipping. Little Miss Muppets.
1: Did you, did you do jump rope too?
0: Yeah, but Criss I- Crisscross applesauce. No, you know what? I did a lot of. I, I was really a tomboy and I, I climbed trees and-
1: what rescued was that thing? frogs and what was that thing where you jump in your feet and you go like one two one one two one. there we go yeah and then four square yeah do you know another game i played in- i liked
0: dodgeball
1: <laughs> dodgeball was fun here's a game that i was horrible at that every single person in my school in my age group played but we've never played again tetherball yes like there was some tetherball champions you could in my get school.
0: really hurt with that
1: yes you can <laughs> I got hurt with that very many times. If you're too times. close to the
0: pole, you can get wrapped up around your neck. It could be Wait, scary. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> that's what she
1: said. That, that was a perfect. Let's get said. into
0: the little Miss Muffet. It's simply about a girl afraid of a spider, and I was afraid of spiders, and I still am, as I've mentioned. The alleged backstory of this rhyme is of a man named Doctor Thomas Muffet who died in 1604. Doctor Muffet was said to have crushed spiders and given them to his patients to eat. He thought these crushed spiders would cure their Ew. ailments. His stepdaughter Patience was even one of the patients. Patients, get it? Patience and I Patience, like that. made to ingest the crushed spiders. Ooh. That's gross. Right? I oh hate spiders. Oh my god. I don't like spiders. Oh, three blind mice. You know this one? Yes, I do. I hate that I now have all these other possible narratives to these beloved nursery rhymes. Oh, no. You're going to ruin this one for me, too? <laughs> this rhyme is said to be about Bloody Mary, Mary the I. Oh. The mice are supposed to represent the Protestant bishops. You see, Mary the I wanted to make England Catholic again. Supposedly, these bishops were caught and ordered by Mary to be tortured, blinded, and burned. How nice. This adds a whole new dimension. Well, think of it. Three blind mice. Yes. See how they run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like oh my god. Of, if
0: you listen to the actual words to it now, now knowing this backstory. Now I feel
1: dumb that I did. Right? Know.
0: Me too. Seriously. Oh, ring around the rosy. Ring
1: around a, the rosy, pocket, pocket full, full of, of posies. posies,
0: hopscotch, hopscotch. We all fall down. No, I don't no. know what it is. Something we all fall down.
1: Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies. Something, something. yeah Oh,
0: ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yeah,
1: we got to look that up anyways.
0: People. Anyways. We don't remember. So I thought for sure this delightful song was just fun and made for children to sing and play, you know? Yeah. But that was wishful thinking. <laughs> Ring Around the Rosie was actually about the bubonic plague in six, oh. the 1600s in England. It was about the itchy rash around the sore of a person inflicted with the, play, the plague. Oh my God. The pocket full of posies were referred to the flower petals doctors threw on top of the patients killed by the plague to keep the horrific rotten smell away. Ew. Oh, ashes, ashes—that's what it is. Ashes, ashes refers to the dead being cremated. Oh my God! Ashes, ashes—we all fall down. This Get is it? Crazy.
1: Get it? Yes. I O-M-G. Do. Omg.
0: Omg.
1: Omg is right. Like yeah. this is stuff that I never would have even put together. But you're right. When you listen to the lyrics, yeah. that actually something
0: well, clicks. And listen to this. So Jack and Jill.
1: Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down. Broke his crown. Broke his crown. And Jill came tumbling after.
0: So already sounds a little scary. Yes. But you just think, oh, he broke his crown. He's fine, right? Correct. Well, anyways, um, a small town in England claims that it was about a real couple in the 1600s. Notices a lot of these come from early, early England. Yes. I'm noticing um, a lot of them, like many of them. Anyways, it was said that this couple went up the hill to, you know, quote unquote, fetch a pail of water, wink, wink. Oh, I'm going to try yeah. to fetch a pail of water later then. Yeah. Jill, can you imagine if you said to Kristen, want to go uh, catch a pail of water?
1: I should text her that exact line right now. <laughs> do it. Do can it. Fe- do, it, f- f- do, it right do it right later. now. Do it right now. Do it on now. Because air. she'll call and be like, what is wrong with okay. you?
0: So anyways, um, that's fetch a pail of water clearly means something other than actually fetching of water. You don't say, Cherry. So Jill ended up getting pregnant and things became very stressful. Jack hit his head open with a rock and poor Jill died in childbirth. Ew. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this. Oh, my good friend Humpty Dumpty's next. All right. I, the world I knew you is were going to get to this one. This cute little egg. Has been illustrated and has been a part of children's books for as long as I can remember. Right. The poor guy is sitting on a wall, loses his balance, and falls to his death with his egg cracking. Now that I think of it, that sounds quite horrifying. Anyways,
1: I saw that happen in real life. You like Oh. Oh, uh really? Yeah, back when I was a kid, ew, in good old Claremont, New Hampshire. My oh, neighbor no. was sitting on the porch of his second story apartment and fell over backwards, off, hit his head, and got killed. <gasps>
2: That's
0: so horrible.
1: Like, I'm assuming it's we're on something
0: yeah. similar to
1: that. But the, yeah, I saw that happen when I was probably interviewing. Actually, nine years no, old. you're
0: gonna be a little shook at where this goes with this. Oh, one. okay. The actual story behind this rhyme um is from the English Civil War. Humpty was said to be a ginormous cannon that was placed high upon a church tower. During the siege of Colchester, the tower was hit by enemy fire and Humpty fell to the ground. The cannon was unable to be fixed, and that was how the rhyme arrived. So it's about a cannon. Know. Okay, I like that better than a cute little egg who dies.
1: I actually kind of like this version. Yeah, I'm singing it in my All head right, now. kind behave makes yourself. Sense. I, I I make no promises.
0: Peter 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 Pumpkin Eater. <laughs> You've seen the couples wearing these costumes during Halloween, right? The girl dresses as the pumpkin, and the guy dresses I've also, as the pumpkin uh, eater.
1: No, I don't get it. What do you mean, charity? I don't get it at all.
0: Okay. Well, we'll just let the crime creeps fill you in. How's that?
1: But I do remember an NWA song where they they changed it. It was Peter Peter the something Eda.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yes. me. Yeah.
1: Ah, okay. I remember that song. Yeah. I wish I could sing that on here, but that would not, yeah. that would take away our yeah. non-swearing.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So this rhyme is said to actually have derived in America. It was designed back in the day to warn women about cheating on their husbands. Back then, divorce was absolutely a no-no. Yep. Peter's wife was allegedly very promiscuous. And to stop her behavior, it was said that Peter killed her and hid her dead body in a giant pumpkin shell. Okay. I'm down with that. Oh, my God. There's nothing to see here. Oh, my God, Mark. Mark. What? These are bad. So I only have three more. Little of course, ones. that's
1: the one that's derived from us in America. Of course. That's the one we get.
0: Um, Georgie Porgy. He loved his pudding pie and yes. kissed girls until they cried and chased the boys away. Sounds like a gluttonous boy that wanted all the sweets and girls to himself. And maybe that's all this poem is about. But some say there is a different story behind this children's rhyme. <laughs> there is a theory that says the 17th century Duke of Buckingham, George Villiers, was a social climber that would do anything to reach the top. He was said to be a beautiful man and used his looks to romance his way to the top by sleeping with male and female socialites. It's even been suggested he slept with a king. Ooh. You don't say. Not at all. Georgie Porgie. Puddin' pie. Oh, he liked all the puddings. Stick your thumb in. This version.
1: Watch them cry.
0: (laughs) This version. You should see his face right. This version of Georgie Porgy, he did not discriminate against anyone. Right? He liked all the goods.
1: He's an equal opportunity. And he liked all the pies. Pudding pie eater. Oh,
0: he, he liked to eat it all, it sounded like.
1: Good old Georgie Porgy. <laughs>
0: Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch many, a tiger by a toe. Yeah, many have heard of this. When yes. I say this, you're going you're gonna. to.
1: I've said this a million times. Am I going to regret it? I don't know. Let's Lay it on me, Charity.
0: Well, it came from the early 19th century. The modern day version is pretty innocent. I can remember using this rhyme to pick kids to be on your team while playing outside, right? Yes. In the 19th slash 20th century version, the word tiger was not used. It was an extremely racist slur. Oh,
1: yeah. Not not acceptable.
0: Yeah. Thank goodness someone was smart enough to change the words. Yeah. So a lot of people to this day are still offended by this because of the origin of it.
1: See, I never knew anything me other neither.
0: than no, the origin of the me, one that I knew. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, looking into these. Okay, here's the last one. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? with silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. Sounds delightful. Now I'm curious. Those pretty little maids, and they're growing flowers, and they're just like, hey, Mark, do you want some flowers? I do. You do you want something from our garden? Yep. Let me go pick it for you. <laughs> right? Sounds oh, delightful. Yeah,
1: certainly does. Well, it's going to take a turn for the worse. Well,
0: again, this one's said to be about Bloody Mary. Good old Mary the First again. Um. Yeah. Just like the three blind mice, remember? Yep. Um, Mary, as we know, was known to torture Protestants in the 1600s. She thought everyone should be Catholic. Silver bells, cockle shells, and pretty maids weren't pretty garden trinkets, but instead they were said to be Mary's torture tools.
1: Cockle shells? What is that? I don't know. Sounds like it's an inappropriate comment for this show.
0: Or appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, oh, he said. needed to do it. So guys, yes. I hope you like enjoyed that we looked into this a little bit. And who knows? I'm not saying these are these are are true. We're just saying that this is what some people believe could possibly be the yeah. Two there's meanings.
1: multiple meanings for everything yes. that happens in life,
0: but it just makes you look at these differently. You
1: Know what I'm going to do today? What I'm going to actually give the people the end of this episode <gasps> because I messed up on. The last. That's one. so
0: nice of you, Mark. But did you see how I went into the crime creeps and I told them what what we talked about?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. I but, don't know what happened. To be honest with you, it you know just, what? Sometimes one it time happens.
0: in in a year, you know,
1: it happens. It happens. And I was I actually went back and looked, and I was like, ooh, and it's not here. Oh. So I don't know what happened. I apologize, my
0: creeps. You better but, apologize to our creeps. But holy
1: crap, Charity, that was awesome. I enjoyed.
0: I'm so glad, Mark.
1: All right, end out the episode.
0: Bye, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.